This, along with every episode of According to Flint, brought to you by Pendleton Whiskey. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, a whiskey that captures that unique spirit in every bottle. A whiskey made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water. A whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That is Pendleton Whiskey, and that's true Western tradition. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Thanks to Pendleton Whiskey, of course, and welcome to episode number 83 of According to Flint, the podcast, as I welcome in studio my brother and PRCA rodeo announcer, Will Rasmussen, along with 15-time Wrangler National Finals rodeo bullfighter, the one and only Dusty Tuckness, and this episode brought to you by Element, LMNT, a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration. It's perfect for athletes, folks who are fasting, or anyone following keto, low-carb, whole food, or paleo diets. Each stick pack delivers a dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors, or those other dodgy ingredients you see in other sports drinks. We use it right here in the studio and receive a free element sample pack with any order. Just use drinkelement.com forward slash flint. That is drink element l m n t dot com forward slash flint for a free sample pack with any order of elements and remember always stay salty since 1973 the art of engraving brings to life the artistry that montana silversmiths is known for and is fueled by a passion for the western lifestyle montana silversmiths buckles and jewelry are more than accessories they are stories Stories of moments and memories shared through the giving, receiving, and earning of Montana silversmiths, buckles, and jewelry. Celebrate what matters with Montana silversmiths. Well, welcome to episode number 83, according to Flint, in studio, always, we don't really have to have a theme when we have people in town. Good. Will Rasmussen, top five for, I don't know how many years, top yeah, five. Years. We say top five PRCA announcer of the year nominee, but in general, we'll just say one of the top rodeo announcers in America. How's that? Absolutely. That and Dusty Tuckness, you know, announcers, bullfighters, worn out clown. It makes sense. How <laughs> it many? all goes uh, hand in hand. What do you, what do you Wrangler National Finals rodeo now? How many? Uh, this year was 15. 15. Yeah. Joe Bumgarner did 15? Uh, he did 14, 14 total, yeah. Total. How about that? How about that? Wow. And 10-time uh, yeah. bullfighter bull of the year? Yep. There you go. So let's have a visit. First of all, <laughs> you and I yeah. hooked up. Was it last year we did it? Or yeah. two years ago? Because yeah. you guys, as we do this from Billings, Montana, it is the weekend of the world-famous Chase Ox Memorial Rough Stock Invitational. You guys are in town, so I snatch you up. Uh, Will, you and I have been part of the Chase Ox since day one. Day one. Day one. This is the 28th year. Oof. 28th year. Can you imagine? Because I did the 25th. Yeah, Remember, I came back. Hours. I called yeah. the my boss at PBR and said, I need to do the 25th. Yeah. And it's funny because people 
I, I've joked about it in Vegas on my show that people think the PBR is the death star, you know, <laughs> if you're, but instantly my boss like, that's wonderful. Yeah. Have fun. You know, oh. that's always encouraging, but Chase Hawks, who we knew Chase Hawks himself. Yeah. I think sometimes it just turns into a name. Mm-hmm. Chase Hawks was a little kid and I was with his brother, Justin bullfighter. Yeah. He got the, worked. It. He got hit by a car on his bike. Labor day, Labor day, 96. Yep. We were in white sulfur Springs, Montana and Justin stayed and fought bulls at the rodeo. And it was a sad day. Yeah. So to, it, it has a meaning to a lot of us that know the family and, and, and uh, kudos. I, I just love that. Uh, they didn't let the little boy die in vain. You know, they, mm-hmm. they set up this association. I, and, uh, the, in the 28 years, they've given out uh, over one and a half million dollars. They help out 100 to 125 families per year. Yeah, they tell me, uh, South Central and Northern Wyoming, and uh, uh, that, that's a cool deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been a part of this thing for guys got to be close to eight to ten years, but mm-hmm. just to knowing the reason behind it and the support behind it, and and the, the the crew that gets to be involved with this event, you know, right after the finals, a lot of people are just ready to go home and yeah, you know, be away, unplugged from the Western world for a while. But man, uh, just the support and everything starting tonight with the banquet and into the rough stock events tomorrow night, it's definitely an event I look forward to every year. You bring up a good point because you are you spend two weeks in Las Vegas and it, there's a part of you that says the last thing you want to do is go to any kind of rodeo or mm-hmm. be in the arena. You want to heal up. Cowboys are the same way. You know, they do it the right way when everybody comes. Yeah, absolutely. And like you've, you've, you've had it happen to you for years when you're at the finals, but Hey, you got a couple of weeks off, a month off after this. I actually know about uh, five days Yeah, <laughs> and we're yeah. back into it and everybody kind of looks at yeah. you funny, but right. um, you know, it's, and even on the contestant side of things, you're going to see a star studded lineup, but Every year at the finals, I tell guys, you need to come and, and, and be a part of this great event. And each year we get some new guys. Like this year we got Dustin Boquette coming up, uh, Louisiana boy. Um, he's fired. He's excited. Um, and top of that, you know, it's now sanctioned with PRCA. So this money does count ah, for world standings. Why so. did I brain fart that? Yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. it just happened the, the, two or three years ago. Years That's right. It's really yeah. when, when the PRCA started sanctioning limited mm-hmm. you remember they wouldn't sanction if they didn't have team rope and they yeah and i finally they said it's money money's money and mm-hmm. yeah um what i like is there's a lot of causes and i'll i'll say one and i know you're not supposed to say it but sometime hey it's pink night hey it, mm-hmm. but you never like okay what do we do uh, not that you shouldn't honor survivors and stuff right. but to actually see a no the money from here went to those families. Yeah. That's what the money did. There, that's encouraging to me because I, I want to see. I think there's too many abstract causes that you never really see where it goes. If you're going to celebrate a cause, you got to tell them in the arena why and who and and put some meaning into it. And they do. You know, we get to meet families every year that have benefited from mm-hmm. the Chase Hawks, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know if they they have this rodeo, they have a trap shoot they have car shows they have yep. golf tournaments and things but this is their big fundraiser mm-hmm. and it and it and it fits the season right it fits the season of giving because it's always right around christmas yep. between christmas and the nfr and and uh yeah we and like you say flint we known the hawks family and been a part of it and it's been an honor and they 
bring stars in like Dusty and the rest of them. So. Working with Nate Justice, we should yeah. say. As we do this, Nate yeah. wasn't in town yet. Yeah. Right. But uh, right. uh, great. Yeah. It's um, anyway, it's a, it's a great fun. And people are Billings for people watching and don't understand. Billings is a town of 100,000 people. In a lot of states, that's a little town. We're, mm-hmm. we're still small town. But there's about a five-hour radius here. This is where everybody comes Christmas shopping. So uh, it's fun to see the town fill up. They're all Christmas shopping and then go to the Chase Ox Rodeo at night. And, you know, new Costco in town. Well, unless you're trying to go Christmas shopping yourself. Yeah. It's a little crowded. A couple days before, uh, as we're doing this, it's right before Christmas. It'll air after, but... What did I see the other day? Be nice to people working in the shops. It's not your fault. You waited till Mary's water broke to go <laughs> Christmas shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the heavy, yeah. deep stuff. Uh, my my shirt of the week, Matitsi Longhorns. Longhorns, baby. Matitsi, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. In your honor. Yeah. Matitsi Longhorn. Did you play six-man football there? Well, we, yeah, we played 11-man my first two years, and then uh, the last two years of my high school uh Junior and senior year, we were six-man football. You went right from 11 to six. Yeah, so in Idaho, I was eight-man in junior high and then come over here to 11. And uh, my first two years, my freshman, sophomore year, I think we had 13 people on the team. So you played Ironman football, which that's – I loved it. I wanted to play both sides. And then uh, yeah, go ahead. And then junior year comes around. Uh, we might have had ten, yeah. <laughs> so we went with uh, six man, and it was you, a lot. You of played fun. in Montana though. Yeah, you we were played in this the Montana league. league. Yep. You Joliet, played the uh, Reed. You played Reed the. Point, uh, you played in the six man all star game. Yeah, I remember up right. in uh, Fort Bent, Montana. Oh, yeah. yes. there you go. Oh, yeah. you, you know, you were in on when I interviewed him one time. Uh, I didn't realize you had spent part of your life in the Dubois, Idaho yeah, area. Dubois, yeah, Dubois, Idaho, born and raised in uh, Idaho Falls, and uh, went through elementary, junior high in Dubois, Idaho. Yeah. There you wow. go. That's a good place to stop the gas. After yeah, you come that's, off that's about what you Yeah, yeah that's there. right. <laughs> and hope you don't run into the small boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Butch, Kevin, yeah. It, it's funny you bring up you played Joliet, six man yeah. Joliet just went up to 11 man. It's growing. Yeah, yeah. This cool. area whole area oh, yeah, is growing. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh anyway, we have all just returned. I'm getting ready to really uh, the PBR Unleash the Beast season has already started about this airs we're about five events in to the Mm -hmm. 2024 season already uh interestingly and it's people not in the western world you explain the 2023 season of rodeo ended the first of october so the seasons do this Mm -hmm. when people always say can't quite figure out the seasons of the pbr like what about PRC? Yeah. Well, but, it's like the fiscal year of your corporation. Yeah, it actually, can begin yeah. and end anytime. Anytime. Right? So, yeah. yeah. It amazes me. I, you always go, man, the NFR can't get any bigger and more people. Damn it. Well, Every it's, year. It's, they, you know, the big days of Cowboy Christmas. At, they, they were anticipating in 10 days at Cowboy Christmas, they were going to be three hundred and over 350,000 people mm-hmm. through the turnstiles. It can't, it, they, they publicized when we were there, right? It, it, I don't, that's not a negative. Rightly so. They, they renewed, did 10 more years or whatever in mm-hmm. Vegas. It can't be anywhere else. That's it. Wow. It can, and it almost, it, they dicked around. And yeah. like it wasn't going to happen, but it, it's got it. It lives in Vegas, doesn't mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, I mean, you asked, you know, the guys back in the early 80s, you know, I guess probably Oklahoma City was the finals. Um, but for me, since I've been uh, knowledgeable enough to understand the sport and where it's been, uh, it's Vegas. And there's just something special to me as just a fan and, and the years watching it growing up, you know, when it was back on ESPN and trying to stay up late to watch the, the bull ride as well as the bullfights. Um, you know, you're right. It, the, the home for the NFR is Vegas and, you know, the hospitality, you know, for us, you know, we get to stay at the best uh, casino in town at the South Point. You know, Mr. Gong and Ryan Growney take tremendous care of us uh, inside and outside of the arena and all year long. And so when you get to go to a, a, an establishment like that and an environment like that, you know, there's so many great arenas around there as well as in different towns. But, man, there's something special about the yeah. Thompson there's, Mac Center. The, the, uh, yeah, and the Thomas and Mac, not the nicest. Right. I mean, it's sparkly on TV. Mm-hmm. But, you know, underneath, locker rooms, tunnels. Mm-hmm. It's a little outdated, mm-hmm. but it's the home. It's, well, it's the place. And I'll tell you what else about <laughs> Vegas. It's, it, everything that Dusty said. Hundred spot on, but the logistics—it's it, small enough, and they like the transportation. For example, they—they mm. they get people here and there for free, and they are out of their casino at five and back in by nine. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and the, and it's <clears throat> free. And if and if you need to figure out something else to do in Vegas, Vegas figures out a way yeah. to get things done, and there. And it's something for everybody to do during the day, and and it's kind of close together, right? Yeah, I mean it's all condensed. It is, and I don't think you know. And people who have not been there, you talk about the South Point. They always win the contest of how many buses they run. You know, they're in mm-hmm. contests with other casinos. Those big luxury buses pull up one after the other, and all you gotta do is go out and get in line and get on. Right? Yeah. You don't need a ticket. You don't need. Mm-hmm. Here, we'll take you to the rodeo. Get your ass on the bus. Right, yeah. I don't, Vegas has, they figure stuff they out. figure it out. And, you know, I, what happened in 2020 when I went to Texas and everybody, oh, nice job, Vegas. No, it was, it just couldn't happen. happen. Everybody got caught up in the emotion of, hey, we're finally doing something. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, see, see how good it was? I ought to be in Texas all the time. No, we, we hadn't done anything in a year yeah. or eight months. So everybody caught, got caught up in that emotion and excitement of we're doing something. And it was in this baseball stage. See, that's how it should be. Okay. You're saying that from home, come with me and let's go find a place to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go find a place after the rodeo to get a meal because we've been working all day. Yeah. And it's a it, long way. It is a long ways between. <laughs> yeah, that that's the other and, stuff you don't see on TV. Arlington's way out there. And yeah. thank goodness Texas was there. Th- and they were make, able to yeah. have it. And and uh, thank goodness for that. But A couple things on that. Like, for, just to start it. One thing, yes, thankful for the Texas deal. They necessarily didn't get a fair shake at it. But again, going back to talking about Vegas, Vegas was built for entertainment. Yeah. And, and like you said, how can it get bigger and better? But every year, that's the same thing. It's bigger. It's better. And, and so they're they're built for that entertainment, how we're going to transport, uh, uh, do transportation, how we're going to – and now there's just so many things, you know, from my first year there to now, the, the amount of things that you can do more family-related type stuff yeah. too, not just the nightlife. But like you said, we can eat any time of the day. 
Uh, we can go to the spa any time of the day. We can relax. We can go to a show. We can be with family and friends. So the town itself or the city itself is built for this type mm-hmm. of a venue. And like I said, right. uh, it's I, it's home. I want to go off what you said because i have i've had people come and say hey well sorry texas didn't no 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 texas it was wonderful right. we're, we're just talking yeah in general. big how our experience there and the ease of yeah. the week you know well in vegas it's a larger than life city right i mean everything everybody that is small-minded you know and i used to tell people like this at home Somebody should go to Vegas from this county and see what you can do every once in a while if you just say, yeah, we can do that. Because that's in the middle of a desert. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's it, yeah. And, and, and so all of a sudden it's larger than life, one of the richest probably, you know, generates revenue, one of the, it's a destination place. It's Now mm. it's the home of the Raiders, soon to be the Oakland A's. Or Now they have, they'll, you know, they'll have an NBA team, yeah, they'll have, and, they have a, they're going to have pro basketball. They have a women's pro basketball game team. They have the Raiders. Yeah, the Golden Knights. The Golden hockey. Knights, and yeah. they're they're now they're a city. Yeah. Now it but yeah, it's well, for example, the South Point, a lot of people don't where's the South Point? It's not the MGM. It's right. not they employ they employ about thirty one hundred people mm-hmm. in that one property. We're from yeah. a town of eighteen hundred right. people, yeah. so it's hard to explain. <laughs> There's three thousand employees here. Anyway, it's fun. I yeah, I'm energized when I'm there. I was there. I left home. I was gone eighteen days when it was all said and done, and came home feeling good. Uh, and because you learn the rules, you learn how to do yeah. everything. Well, you said when I was checking on you, and you said it feels like I should be here. This is this is yeah. where I should be, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know. Yeah, so. and I I do want to say I and I'm starting a new role with PBR. I've been an employee of the PBR, and so everybody knows that I we made it. Sean Gleason, our CEO, he and I had a deal 15 years ago. I said, if anything ever happens over the NFR, you still can go to the NFR. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I thought we're never going to schedule anything. Yeah. And then our season shifted. He, uh, we, we still make that deal. Yeah. He, he tells me flat out, you have value. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. In for us, you have value to spread our word mm-hmm. with PBR and what we're trying to do and work together. And, you know, so, yeah. Um, if you, okay, think about the NFR in your 10 days, uh, I'll hit you with this. Was there one storyline through the week that stood yeah. out? Hundred percent. I know there is to him. For me, um, Tuesday night, what happened, and then what we witnessed Wednesday yep. morning, Kai Hamilton, and Wednesday night was something pretty pretty special. Um, I told somebody the other day, you know, over my years of been been able to work this rodeo, I've seen a lot of cool things. Some of the best bull rides I've ever seen in the world, ground level, eye level, talking about J.W. Harris on smokescreen, Sage on uh, Bruiser, uh, Eldridge on Bruiser, uh, you know, Stetson on Chiseled. Those are some of the best moments I've ever seen. But seeing what Kai Hamilton, uh, he got in a wreck Tuesday night. Uh, bull. Long story short, he ended up coming out with a – Broken rib and a bruised lung, and there was air, uh, an air pocket between his lung and his lung liner, is why um, we, as uh, you know, a group that was there supporting him that night, decided, hey, <clears throat> just let him monitor you overnight, make sure this doesn't get worse. I get into more lo- logistics if you want, but uh, long story short, 
this year was a little different year. We ended up having to have two perfs on Wednesday due to some earlier on weeks uh, stuff that happened in the week. Um, and, uh, you know, the first bull he had was Bouchon of Phenom Genetics and Sankey. I pretty much knew he could strap that bull in his sleep. Not, n- not a worry in the world for that one. But that night, performance was Eliminator pin, and he, he drew uh, Alberta's Prime. Uh, from Kessler's and that bull, uh, when they ride him, there are a lot of points, um, but they don't ride him a lot, mm-hmm. and he's pretty notorious for hooking guys. And so the three of us, uh, Webb, Nate, and myself, knew that we might have our hands full here because, you know, Kai's a little buggered up. But he not only straps Alberta's prime, he's the only one to ride that night, one just, just almost 100,000. And so what he did at 10 o'clock perf and then at 645 perf, he just basically put the nail in the coffin and said, hey, I'm here, I'm a cowboy, I'm going to win a world title. Can I be devil's advocate on this? Yeah. Did he have a concussion? That I don't know. Uh, you know why we don't know? Here's, because the PRCA took the power out of the doctor's hands to concussion testing. Mm. The, <laughs> the one thing I do know is there was no uh, harm to his, to his head, no brain bleed, no nothing like that, um, where – a lot of people thought that he had uh, a big head blow because obviously it knocked him out. Um, but what happened was that bull hit him so hard in the left side of his chest, when it, the side that he bruised his lung and broke that upper rib, it knocked him out. Um, but wow. everything of his facial mm. and his brain was fine from the scans that I talked to the nurse yeah. with that night. You you know what I'm saying? I do. I, <clears throat> when, I, I joked on my show. Yeah, nobody talks about concussions, so no big – I mean – uh, maybe this is confidential. I, I had lunch with Tandy Freeman. He said, I didn't do a concussion test on him because it wouldn't have mattered. I didn't, they told me I didn't have the power to, mm-hmm. to tell him he was done. I, I, yes, we, we celebrated it, but do we celebrate it? Or do we say, we just got set back 10 years on concussion protocol. I mean, I was friends with Ty Posimon. Oh yeah. And yeah. he killed himself and had emotional issues. And mm-hmm. so I'm on that. Hey, Listen, same thing. At Kai Hamilton deal, it was, but the whole time in the back of my head, I'm going, are we right? Are we, are we right here? I, we- I mean, I agree with you a lot on it. Like I said, we've, you know, being cowboys in the, in the industry that we're in, uh, you know, every time we tell somebody, hey, man, you need to slow up a little bit, we're the pot calling the kettle black, you yeah. know, because I remember one year they knocked me out and they were hauling me out of the arena and just, I had enough clarity in my thinking that I ripped my arms out of the Justice Sports Medicine guys and went back and finished the bull riding. Tandy wasn't too happy with me that year. Um, and after the next day, we sat and discussed, and after he sewed my face up, like, I totally agree what, what where he's coming from because it's not only me being put in, in a, a high-risk situation, but I could put somebody else in a high-risk situation. And, yeah. and so we can get narrow-minded at times. Um, so it's – I totally agree with the protocol and, and the safety of the sport because we've seen over the years what what, what it can affect long term, yeah. um, especially when you're dealing with the head. Mm. Um, it's just like I said, it's it's. I feel like a hypocrite a lot of time because when you try pulling <laughs> me out of the arena, I'm gonna do right. You did, yeah. yeah. And, and that, it's but not that's that, what we were taught when not, we were kids. Yeah, it's when not you, that yeah, Tandy <laughs> or any of the other doctors or, or uh, athletic trainers are doing anything to keep us from competing. Their biggest. Uh, uh, job for for us is they want to see us competing but they're also going to say hey how health how your health is right now this is what you need to do yeah. they they have to protect you from yourself yeah. is what their job is but we we're, we're from that place where get up go do it mm-hmm. again i agree oh you got your bell rung right that was yeah I, yeah you, you get um 
Yeah, I remember being in a football game and not being able to call the plays. I could do them, but yeah. same type of thing. I agree with Dusty. Kai uh, has to be the 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 story, right? He's he's got to yeah. be the story. But let, let me ask you this too: If you sit out a perf, you have to sit. You automatically yeah. sit out too. Well, that could have been a factor too. Why would that rule be? <clears throat> well, the biggest thing that that was brought to us that night in the hospital, like I said, my concern was just the health and wellness of Kai. Of course. Um, but we we kind of uh, Cody right. We we had a we grabbed a quick bite before we went to the hospital. He said something about few years ago when his shoulder got knocked out he had to sit out one round but then he had to sit out two and that that took him out of the average mm-hmm. well he didn't quite uh specify if that just took him out of the average because he was only eight on ten head which is obviously if in the bronc riding you're only re- you know getting eight scores you're probably out of the average how we uh uh took it was if you don't get on all ten you're they take you completely out of the average so that was our biggest concern with that being said, the original plan, after what I told Kyle when I left him that night, I said, hey, from the sounds of it, you know, talking with uh, Steve and, and, and you know, Sonny Devin that, because we don't have, this is new to us all, we don't have a 10 o'clock perf normal, right. normally. So his concussion test or, or protocol would be that next afternoon prior to that event. And so from when we left that night, and even all the way up to almost a 10 o'clock performance, Kai, uh, through Kai's understanding, what, what he was told was they were going to allow him to get on both bulls that night so that he could go see Tandy, go through some checkups, make sure everything checked out. Last minute at 9.30, I believe, they called Kai sitting in the, in, the, in the hotel and right or wrong or whatever it was, they said, hey, no, they're not rolling your bulls. you they're, you got to get on this morning. And so that – kind of pissed Kai off yeah. so at the, the direction we were going was hey get rested stay the night you know at noon go in see Tandy let him eval you talk to you see how you're feeling we'll get on both tonight because normally we don't have a 10 o'clock performance normally it's just the night perf and then all of a sudden a lot of stuff happened a lot of people are upset Guy got mad and just said you know what enter me. well <laughs> Tandy said to him you want to do a concussion test and he said, yeah, I'll do one. He said, what if you fail? Are you going to sit out? No. Tandy said, yeah. fine. And not his fault because he was given the word he didn't have. Now, uh, we'll say, coming back to PBR, we have a heavy yep. concussion protocol. Yep. Right. Everybody's got a baseline. I've known guys during the team thing, there was one rider, and I, I asked one of the coaches, well, he's been like three weeks. What's hurt on him? And they said, he can't pass a concussion protocol oh, test. Mm-hmm. And it just lingered on and lingered on. And so he's out. So, anyway, listen, I know all the, well, he might not have won the world title. You know what? I want him to be okay when he's 42. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Uh, you know, exactly. we never know. So, is there any, what else? Uh, a a storyline that stood out. Every other event, well, you got it. Here's what I think. Go ahead. You ready? Yes. Here's what, I was talking about this, talking about it on the radio, and thinking about and a, a conversation I had with Cade Bruno going into round number nine, mm-hmm. and then thinking about that conversation the Sunday after the rodeo. Nobody that I can think of lost. Didn't win a world title because somebody else lost it. 
Oh, yeah. They they won a world title because they won it. They Keenan, went and got Keenan Hayes went in the bareback riding went wire to wire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Dalton Massey was number one in the steer wrestling all year long. He didn't lose it. I mean, he had a broken barrier. He didn't miss steer. But Tyler Wagusback went and got everything it. had to fall in place, mm-hmm. and and he's now a five time world champion. Well, but they even yeah. they no call, no uh, dog fault him on one steer, and he had to rethrow him again too. So yeah, yeah he uh, he right. took one right. in the short. He yeah. said, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and team rope in the same way. They won that. The, the, Tyler Wade, Wesley Thorpe, Zeke Thurston. You know, and I told Cade Bruno this. He said, "I'm not drawn as well." Well, that's part of the, and mm-hmm. and I felt bad, but he didn't he didn't lose. He got third in the world, and well, and, and Zeke, man, and and the tie down roping. Haven put as much. When he tried to Riley go get it, Webb, and Riley Webb and, held him and, and off. Answered the calls, the mm-hmm. barrel race, Kai Hamilton, all that stuff. You know, Stetson right. gets hurt. Nobody. Nobody's heart should be broken because mm-hmm. they lost a world title. The people that won gold buckles won yeah. them. Shelby Beaujolais in the in the breakaway, yeah. same yeah. same way. I think the biggest person that has the heartache and, but is wired and just watch out twenty twenty four is Stetson. Yeah, um, I, me and Webster were there at circuit finals in in Heber City when when he got hurt, and I knew he was hurt pretty bad. Talked to him through the next month, and, and he was getting around good, getting on some practice stuff, doing well. And, you know, after the second horse he got on the second round, you know, the motions that, that were showed. But he had a great support system, and then there wasn't a happier guy for Kai winning the world right. than him. So I would say that was quite a story to see that he still ended up in the top of both events and the all-around. But hats off to Zeke Thurston. And that guy – you don't see him coming into the NFR winning it, but he is just such a dominant factor when you put 10 horses in front of him and buckers, and, uh, you know, now he's a four-time world champion. You know, and Stetson showing that emotion. You know what? I think we all – he's 24. <laughs> Eight he's gold twi- buckles. He's a kid. <laughs> he's, he's he was a kid. crying his eyes Let out. Let him yeah. cry. Yeah. My uh-huh. goodness. Next, okay, I'll throw, I'll throw a couple stories at you. I think Sage Kimsey was a big story in saying, I probably won't win an eighth world title. You know, he went from, that's it. And I, I, I really like Sage Kimsey, and I've always liked him, but I haven't always really liked him. There was times I didn't think he said the right things mm-hmm. with media because he was confident. He was a kid, and that was it. He, all he ever talked about was winning eight world titles, and he's won seven and said, this is probably my last NFR. I want to be home more. I'll go... I'll go ride in the PBR and don't want to miss my little kid. It just shows how a guy can change. Mm-hmm. That guy, his priorities change. Yeah. Kids. Yeah, kids. kids. Um, I thought that was a story. Uh, Rocker Steiner proved he's not a, not a, thea- a novelty. Yeah. Rocker Steiner won three, four, whatever, three four rounds. Four rounds yeah. Him and Wade Sankey have a little bromance going now because yeah. he wins on. Rocker Steiner's a legit bareback rider mm-hmm. and getting better all the time. And either way is really good for business. Well, I mean, he's getting more <laughs> season too. You know, yeah. he's had a now two full complete uh, uh, rodeo seasons. You know, and you just you, you see a guy like that that like him or or, or hate him. 
you know, he's going to get better, and, and he should. And and now that you got him and Keenan and even Jess Pope still, like it's going to be fun watching a full season. Them guys go head-to-head Sam, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think young guy, Sam Peterson from Montana, Sam, who yeah. didn't he make the yeah, 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 I know. Night rodeo hands. So yeah. I yeah. talked to uh, Tim O'Connell <clears throat> about a month before yeah. the rodeo, and, and he, uh, Caleb Bennett, same way, you know, and, and that, those, the Jayco Ropers, the – Rocker Steiners, the Keenan Hayes, all the uh, Cade Sonier, all those guys—they're making those guys, <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah, and the con- and it's yeah. and that that is good for the sport too. That's how it should be. I mean, yeah. you should keep rising to the occasion. You should you, a world title shouldn't be easy. That's uh, right. Um, <laughs> you know, you want you want to compete against the best. And one last thing, you was talking about Sage. You know, this is like he said, probably could potentially be his last mm-hmm. NFR. And uh, it didn't really fully register to me until that 10th round. He drew one of the page bulls. They don't ride. And, and they called him for a slap, but he finished, rode him. And when he went out, he kind of twirled out there to the middle of the arena and just kind of gave a last salute. Oh, but I, when I was walking up to him, I just seen him just gazing the crowd. And, and just to me, it was just all the last seven world titles just kind of coming full turn, and he was just embracing the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even though you can have these goals and they can change to I want to be with my family more, I want to watch my son grow up, be with my wife, and, and you know, experience this new chapter in the PBR. Like, I admire stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we all say some things that we don't word it right at mm-hmm. times, but um, he's been driven, focused for several years, and, to win one world title is a huge accomplishment. To win seven is pretty special. He'll go down as one of the greatest. Oh, ever. completely. Now, now no you know, yeah. there's no – I don't doubt that he won't win a world title in the PBR now. Yeah. Quality He's a great guy. guy. Quality Good. guy. Quality guy. Yeah. Um, you know, the Rocker-Steiner thing, I as we were talking, people forget when they talk about Rocker – no, with social media, and I don't know if it's it's created assholes or revealed assholes, but <laughs> both probably. You know what people forget? J.B. Mooney has ended his career as a rider, one of the most famous mm-hmm. and popular bull riders of all time. People forget. he People hated him, too. Yeah. He was that same. You either loved him or hate him. People cuss him. And now he's progressed into this folk hero yeah in rodeo and bull riding you know and it, it, I, I thought of that with rocker steiner is he going to be that guy that eventually that's what they remember the good one mm-hmm. not the guy throwing his helmet down you know jb went through that remember they oh, yeah. people cussed him for saying the f word really loud it was all kind of the same pattern yeah, but a little yeah, bit you watch the nfl or the nba oh, yeah. lately i mean it, you see that all the time and, and i know it's rodeo you know and 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 we want better for our sport yeah. but man rocker steiner he's uh somebody told him how to market himself and if i had that hair Remember Sid? I did, yeah, remember I how bad a lot of remember the guys, the yeah. old timers, how bad yeah. they hated Sid. He yeah. showed up in cornrows yeah. and black head to toe, yeah. bulldogging, and they just hated it. Yeah. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knew exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, and rodeo's getting it's it's boy. There's a scale over here, and and yeah. you know, JB Mooney. You talk about JB Mooney. I was lucky enough, or unlucky enough, de- depending on how you, I saw him ride ride his last bull 
and I saw him on his last ride too. He rode yeah. a 90, 89 and a half or whatever it was in Filer. Mm-hmm. And then the week next weekend in, in Lewiston. And I go, Ooh, that was not good. And it wasn't, but, mm-hmm. uh, what, what an icon he was and still is, and will continue oh, to yeah. be. I mean, right? he's going to be just <clears throat> like <clears throat> Flint with, you know, everything that he's still involved with. You know, you still see Tuff Hedeman out there. You see J- Joe B. Yep. You know, obviously Mooney was out there the whole NFR. He's going to be in, in that group of guys that are mainstays in the, in the Western industry. And, and again, that's that's when it's pretty special is when, when the new guys coming up now know who Joe Beaver is, Tuff Hedeman, mm-hmm. you know. You know, you know, flinch just fresh out, but he's going to have, you know, a mainstay on the yep. Mount Rushmore entertainers, yep. you know. So that to me, you know, being just a fan of it, growing up into it my whole life is that's what I really love about the sport. And, and just to bounce off of, you know, um, you know, they turned out a new documentary this year, Lane Frost. And one thing you heard a lot was he was a good champion. And, and I think I, I look at that, and man, I, that's what – I look at a lot of these champions as they're good champions. And that's something that I just said that I, when I come to that point, be able to hang up my cleats that mm. people can say about me as well. Yeah. 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 They will. They yeah. will because you are. I mean, you, you've given more than you've taken, right? I was inter- I interviewed a guy. Sorry, Flint. No, no. Uh, yeah. I was interviewing a, Announcer. a, a guy. I, know. <laughs> I haven't talked that much compared to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was interviewing a guy that co-wrote The Beaches of Cheyenne. Oh, right. With yeah. Garth Brooks. His name's Dan Roberts. Mm-hmm. Maybe you Dan know Dan Roberts. He's got a great rodeo clown song, yeah. Hero is a Clown. And uh, he, he has a song when uh, that uh, he wrote, Neil McCoy recorded it, uh, and he wrote it during the 2017 NFL season, Take a Knee My Ass, mm-hmm. it's called. And then The Beaches of Cheyenne, he was telling me about writing that song and how difficult it was to write. And he came up with the line about the diary by the bed and all that mm-hmm. stuff and called Garth. And Garth says, I got to go. He just recorded it. But mm-hmm. the, And I asked him about Lane Frost. Is that song any, uh, is that song about Lane Frost at all? And he goes, great question. No. But Garth called Clyde and Elsie mm-hmm. and says, we in no way want this song to be related to Lane Frost, even though it happened in Cheyenne. And, and that's why we put the main character, the, the wife, out in California. California. And Clyde and Elsie gave Garth Brooks one of Lane's buckles to wear, and he wore it every stop mm. of a two-year tour. That's huh. pretty cool. That's yeah. Th- th- yeah. John Growney, John Growney has told me two or three times, the saddest thing about Lane Frost is that he had to die for people to know what a great guy he was. Yeah. That yeah, was that's right. what he's always said. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, here's a, because I'm going to lead to another st- deal, topic that we have talked about, and people probably get tired of hearing me talk about it, but there was no progress. I think a story was Lisa Lockhart. Mm. Oh, 17th, I know where you're going. 17th uh, NFR became the, wins the average, benefits from a couple tip barrels, wins the average. She's the winningest mm. WPRA cowgirl in history. I'm, I'm voting the same way you are. I Here's where, where I'm going. going. Here's where you're going. And I don't know how it would open up a can of worms where they'd actually have to make a judgment call. You have to be a world champion to get into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Mm. If Lisa Lockhart, hey, she can be a world champion next year. She's never won a world title, but is the winningest cowgirl. There's a lot of girls can't warm her up as far as being a cowgirl. 
if she were to go through her career as a winningest cowgirl and not win a world title, are you telling me Lisa Lockhart is not a Hall of Famer? Yeah, that's, you know, just being a sports fan, you know, how many topic this topic comes up a lot with man he's he's the number one receiving leader he's done this and done this but he's never won a circle bowl you know or never won you know uh you know a major league you know for me i've been a fan of lisa i've never really got to know her but she's one of them you talking about that pro fantasy rodeo she's one that i'm always (laughs) yeah because she's gonna go in there for 10 nights and just take money yeah and you know what i don't think there's a way that she'll finish out her career and not win a world title but to me um being the winningest cowgirl and as dominant she is and 17 trips to the nfr she's a hall of famer and and i'll tell you why that line is not that i asked anybody but a little bit because i brought it up a lot Two people yeah. in charge, people I know that are on that Hall of Fame board, they have to have a line. Well, basically, it makes their job easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then pretty soon you're getting into it. But that's part of your job. Right. She's a Hall of Famer. She's one of the greatest cowgirls of all time. Yeah. Rod Hay made right. the NFR in the Bronx ride 20 times. 20 times. Should have won the best he was riding. He broke his leg in the fall. Never was the same. 20 times. Rod Hay's not a no, Hall of Famer. I, I knew this was going to yeah, come up yeah. because I, I've mentioned it in the last week since the NFR is over. History making and um, and Flint and I, and maybe you too, Dusty, we knew her back when we were just starting in 1985. Lisa, Sh- Lisa Schillinger Lisa from Circle yeah. Montana. Right, yeah. and and always rooted for her. And and that's that topic's going to come up, and I knew it would, and I knew you'd bring it up. Yeah, she is the winningest cowgirl in WPRA history. Won three average titles, I believe, seventeen NFRs. She was a tip barrel away two years ago. Tip mm. barrel away from winning the yeah. world, and and uh, she's got to be all. There's favorite. just people out there. You you can you can do this. You know, a lot of people would say Cody DeMoss. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. second runner-up. Um, Rod yeah. Lyman's name but comes what's up. What's the matter with all? What's the matter with all that? What, yeah. What's the matter with uh, Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame? He never won a Super Bowl, right? right. And, and so they've set that. And I brought it up, and they say, "Well, that's just the deal." We, you know, the answer is what? a classic rodeo announcer or ro- announce yeah, rodeo right. answer. Well, that's just how we do it. Yeah. Well, that's just the okay. What I'm telling you is, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, and hey. I'm not going to go there. Hell, I could pick out people that are in there that shouldn't be that were world champions. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hate to. I, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Every other talk show in the world talks about Hall of Famers, yeah. you know, and 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 debates Lisa, who should be in Hall of Famer. Lisa Famers. Lockhart is, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you can. Ah, there's a lot of them, you know. Yeah. But Rod Hay, those are the three I always bring up: Lisa Lockhart, Rod Hay, and Lisa again. I'm not discounting her. She may win the world title next year. Yeah. And then it solves it all. But, but I always say Lisa Lockhart, Rod Hay, Rod Lyman. I mean, Cody DeMoss might be in there too. He wasn't as flashy, but they're every, it just, I think it's an interesting topic and I will defend my position mm-hmm. to the death. How's that? Good. Well, you even look at it on the, you know, PBR side. I remember for years, Glaramie Marchie. One of the most consistent bull riders ever was. Finally, he did win him a world yes. title, but three or four years in a row, he was runner up. 
Yeah. And so you're always thinking like he never won it, but he was the most consistent bull rider in a half for over half a decade. Yeah. Like his riding percentage was out of the road. Has the most qualified most rides. Most qualified yeah. rides. So, you know, you look at that perspective, even take, you know, not even counting his world championship. I've always looked at Glaramie and I actually seen him, I believe it was the other day when we were in Anaheim. And I just like, I admire a guy like that because he took care of business. Yeah. <laughs> Great wow. guy. Yeah. Great guy. Not a, and a handsome bugger. A he call. was so fun to have. I, I have a picture. Um, somebody took on the fence his very last ride in the oh. arena at the PBR World Finals. And he's hugging me. And the picture's looking down on us and he's hugging me. And I'll never forget, he and I became good friends. He was, went through a divorce and I was at the same, or later, and he'd come and sit in the locker room and talk to me about things and i he hugged me and in my ear he said i will miss you my friend oh, never wow. forget That's that good. right in the middle of the arena and i have a picture of it and I, it's on my phone somewhere oh, and i should God. print That's it cool. up i will miss you my here. friend yeah cool. i'll never forget that so um i don't know i i like the storyline thing because i the the good thing is the network that the the nfr is on there's no TV window, so they can talk about a lot more stuff. And we do see Justin yeah. McKee is, I'll give Justin McKee credit. He's very excited all the time. Oh, man, he is sincere. Yeah. He loves He's his job, oh, yeah. loves rodeo. And they are telling more of those stories. And that's, you know, we talked before we started recording. That's, mm -hmm. we want to know more. And that was my, 20 years ago when I started doing a talk show, that was my goal. I want to know more than boy, how do you feel after that run? Right. Hey, back to you guys. This, that's all we ever got. And so now there's kind yeah. of a show everywhere, but it's benefited, you know, Cowboys. I still think there's little things. I watched the live show in the arena and they don't show the riders' faces enough to build a fan base, yada, yada, mm -hmm. looking at it from the professional side. But TV, it's a great telecast. Oh, um, yeah. Can oh, you yeah. beat? Can you beat the voices of Jeff Metters and Butch Knowles? No. Yeah, as no. to start your night because it's been like that since 1990, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think those two we were talking earlier just, just hand in hand. They 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 uh, diagram it well. They know the sport well. Uh, they talk really fluid together, and uh, yeah, hey, it's just you're... it's spaghetti and meatballs right there. You are that is great. And I I've talked to both of them, interviewed them both, mm -hmm. and they are they are just such great guys. So they're respectful of one another. But Jeff says, you know, I know what he's thinking and what mm -hmm. he's going to say, and we can go back and forth. And we've talked about that. I when you and I worked together a lot more, I yeah. knew where you were going. We, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you were the yep. you were the uh, constipated German, yeah. yeah, far from pooping, right? <laughs> so, so uh, we, uh, we, we had, hey, had, remember our cousin that was half Iranian and half Norwegian? Yeah, sir, you betcha. Of course, yeah, I do. of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, Butch Knowles is. And uh, oh, we've talked to our dad, uh, old school rodeo announcer, right. great rodeo announcer. He said, well, Butch, he starts judging the rides. Well, he's not a rodeo announcer. Nobody in the arena can hear him. And I, I, I say that. 
to lead. What Butch through the last few years has really evolved into is he explains why that guy was 89 Mm -hmm. and that guy was 84 because there's people that have watched this sport forever that don't understand, wait, he missed a a lick. That's a point and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think Butch Knowles, through the years, he went from, oh, everybody works hard. That ride was the best, you know, that's kind of what we grew up with to listen. He, you know, he got, he has had a bad week. He's not doing right. this with his right foot. I like that. Yeah. yeah. He points at even me. Why was he? Oh, Butch pointed something out. You're right. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll tell you back to the original question. Jeff Metters, Butch Knowles. They ought to be, well, Butch is. Butch is it as a contributor. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, they, you know, they, Jeff Metters is the voice of the NFR. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he could, yeah. Journalist, a journalist, yeah. you know, finally I say we, because I, a little was on the inside of it. Nothing I did influencing, but you know, Jerome Robinson made the NFR 14 mm-hmm. time, never won a world title. Finally got put in the hall of fame as a, everything he did for yeah. rodeo. He invented Procom yeah. pretty much yeah, and right. produ- yeah. buck production. So there's our other avenues, but Mm. But those guys, Jerome Robinson, Butch Knowles, completely Hall of Famer. Mm. And you know what? Jeff Metters. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's a nice guy for as much. Oh, he's sense. such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. For as much. And he'll take the time to talk to you. And, and he, when, you know, he, whatever happened, he, I know from my conversations, his favorite 10 days of the whole year is mm. the NFR. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loves the NFL. You know, going back to Lisa Lockhart, she should be in the Hall of Fame just for putting up with who her daughter married. Yeah, that's right. That Paris. Allen boy. Yeah, Paris. that Allen boy. Logan, Logan's brother. <laughs> yeah. Logan's big brother. Skinny brother. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, it's okay. Before I let you guys go, you, I know you're down south for a while because you parked your fifth wheel trailer in, er, in Vegas so you wouldn't have to winterize it. Right. So you got living in Montana, living north mm-hmm. like you are. Rodeo is a summer sport, sort of. There's more, there's winter events, but overall people always think, ooh, I, I remember I'd hit May on the PBR tour. People say, well, I bet you're about to get busy, huh? No, I'm, <laughs> I get a break. Fine. Winter, give a, a little outline of your winter, busy. And it's good to have work in the winter. Oh, I am so thankful. So thankful. And, you know, good people like Dusty talking about you helps. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, Chase Hawks, New Year's Eve bucking ball, uh, same type of format, rough stock, go walk across the street, watch Chancey Williams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Montana Circuit Finals in January, go to Rapid City the end of January. Go to large indoor rodeo of there. the year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the Sutton family. Um, Tucson. Tucson's great. Tucson, Scottsdale, Queen Creek. That gets you through the middle of March. Oh, All within a couple oh, hours yes. of each other. Arizona I, I in the winter. So, yeah. I am so thankful. So, yeah. And then you come home and... At the reason I took my trailer down south, I don't mind winterizing. It takes maybe a minute and a half. 
But um, still, but still, <laughs> but, still. but I couldn't pull it out of my yard. In yeah, the Idaho, snow, the yeah, snow yeah. And I don't want to pull it over Gilmore Summit in the middle of February. That Gilmore and, Summit, yeah, it'll get you. Ep- it'll pop- get you. Population seven thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> Elevation seven thousand uh, feet. So thanks to Ben Benavides for letting me yeah. park my trailer at his place in Vegas. Uh, yeah, you, uh, Dusty, He's busy. you, you do a lot of those big when. Uh, it, the build, the winter building rodeos. That's a rodeo term, but those are the ones. Mm-hmm. I I never I had to explain to people up here when I did Denver and you do two mm-hmm. and three a day. Yeah, um, those you have a few of those big the big winter indoor rodeos, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'll, we'll round out this year here at Chase Hawks, and then I get about two weeks off, and then we start at Odessa for two weekends straight into Fort Worth for uh, three weeks, which their format's changed a lot. Um, it used to be in the Will Rogers. Uh, in 20 days, we did 34 purse, so multiple days of two purse a day and then uh, two different weekends of three purse a day. And I've always said, and I told Pete Gay the other day when uh, I ran into him, I was like, man, that is literally the rodeo that has built my career for me. It's really made me f- realize if I really wanted to do this and if I like to do it. Um, but now it's it's a lot easier on everybody. It's just one perfect day. I think well, there's two days where we have two purse um, in the new Dickies Arena, uh, just state-of-the-art facility, and then we'll leave there, go with Willie in uh, Tucson for two weekends, uh, an outdoor rodeo, but we're in Arizona. So. Yep. But it has snowed on us. <laughs> I know. It, it, it has snowed record, on us. Record heat or snow? Yeah, they had the, they had I told the, them I haven't seen 80 yet. Yeah, they, they, they had the PGA tournament there that one year, too, and they were out there golfing in snow. But uh, then we'll uh, get done there on a Sunday perf, and uh, we've got to be to Houston Monday for 20 days. And then my uh, kind of spring run, I'll – I'll hit a handful of velocity tour. Uh, that was my events. next question. Yep. You are you going so far? Are you scheduled any UTB major? No, stops? they haven't called me for any UTBs. Um, uh, they gave me a few velocities, so those fill in a, some good time, and those are good events. Mm, yeah, and that's really you know I talked to Frank a couple years ago after my injury, and kind of was telling him some different goals and things that that I had. Um, that I wanted to look forward to. And so right now in, in my career, in my springtime, you know, I, I really try to set that aside for, for them bull ridings. And, and like I said, stay ready. Uh, so I don't have to get ready yeah, if, yeah. if I'm called, you know, a week before or whatever. But so I'll go to some velocity uh, bull ridings this uh, spring. And uh, then obviously may finish out some more velocities into um, a couple other bull ridings toward the end. And then, it's quick then away to the summer. Yeah. Summer run is summer. Just, yeah. And, yeah. And anybody that doesn't know Dusty, he's a quality dude. Yeah. He is a, and I, he is a quality. I wrote down on my little card with topics, Webb and Nate. Yeah. And that's all I wrote down. You guys. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Tuckness, Cody Webster now, and this year again, Bullfighter of the Year, mm-hmm. and Nate Justice. There's a trio. You guys have worked the NFR a lot together. And I think when guys when it comes to voting and selecting you guys, there's a trust factor, not just in the arena, but they know the moment won't be too much for you. Yeah. That's a great team to watch you guys. Holy crap. It's good. That's the, you three together. There's a talk about knowing where each Mm -hmm. other are going. Mm -hmm. You guys are the same. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's chemistry and, and just an alter the sport and the passion behind the sport, you know, I can speak all day on both them too. You know, um, you know, I've got to know Nate most of his career actually, I met Webster when he was just coming into high school, and I actually 
taught him how to throw his first fake, and we were at a practice pin, and to see where he's come and the vision that he's had and the success he's had. Um, I've told several people um, the the chemistry that the two of us have is something really special. We work a couple major rodeos where it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Most rodeos now you see your bull riding, there's three to four of you out yeah. there working. And uh, so, man, when I'm in the arena with those two, there's no, I never have a worry in the world. I know where they're going to be, um, that they're going to, Annie up, take the shot if needed, or take care of me. And when you get to go to any rodeo throughout the year and you work with great guys like that, it's fun. But when you get to do that at the NFR, the yeah. best 10 days of pro rodeo, it's ice and all It's uh, just, I love watching great, well, you know, I've worked with you and Webb and Lucas Teodoro now mm-hmm. and Nathan Harp, Harp and Bo yeah. Sheets. And, I mean, you can yeah, keep man. naming them. Yeah. And Justin, he's just one of my favorite guys. Anyway, yeah. um just gonna be just the two of us. It's that old dirty joke. Yeah, I know. What should I wear? What should I yeah. wear to the party? That much matter. Just gonna be the two <laughs> yeah, of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't gotta impress anybody. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, I know this will come out after Christmas, but Merry Christmas. Yeah. I got Merry Christmas. I listen, I could have got you a bottle of Pendleton, but mm. I know you don't drink. Well, actually, but, I got a box of Pendleton that I'm supposed to oh, deliver right. to John Harrison. I might just leave it for you. <laughs> just leave it so for give me. give a couple episodes. I got Will a bottle of the Pendleton Rye, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Um, we, we we obviously don't have. And by the way, I'm oh yeah, you I'm drinking my element. Yeah, stay salty. Stay you guys nice stay salty. Stay, <laughs> stay salty. Stay salty over the the holidays. So yeah. good to see. You. I appreciate your time. Thanks, good stuff. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.